Welcome to the number one podcast, where we give you an authentic look into the world's healthiest, wealthiest, and most inspirational minds. We talk about trending topics, bold ideas, and give you real-world examples that will inspire you to take massive action to become the number one version of yourself. On today's episode of the number one podcast, we got my man, Bernie. What's going on, guys? Bernie. Bernie, Bernie in the house. Yes, sir. Uh, We also have... Forrest, of course. Yep, here, co host. You know me. Yep. And uh, of course, my name is Drew. Drew's a move. Thank you yeah. guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, it. man. Yeah, of man. Course. Welcome. So, what do you want to talk about tonight, Bernie? You got any topics? You got any ideas? Um, I have a few. There's always, there's, I got a lot to say, but I know. We, we only got one episode, so we're going to keep it uh, well, let's, brief. Let's start with the basic details. Um, who the heck are you, Bernie? What are you doing? <laughs> You're here in Miami, you know, living it up. One of the most beautiful states in this beautiful country. Um, what are you doing out here? Where'd you grow up? Let's start with that and then we'll bleed over into, you know, some of these topics. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, I go by Bernie BC okay. and um, I'm an entrepreneur. Nice. I call myself a visionary. Um, I'm a mad scientist by trade. Okay. Uh, Got to dig into that. I want, I want to know what you mean by that. But yeah, So um, I went to school in Philly, um, studied accounting and finance there. Basically, I used that information that I learned from there to build corporations and to invest. Okay. And there's uh, a lot of different tools. Mainly, I invest in is real estate at the moment. But okay. there's a few other things in the pipeline dealing with technology and as well as dealing with online brands and basically merchandising and branding. So it's a, a few different things that are, that are in the pipeline, I guess you can say, that's building up and that's uh, on the way. Um, but yeah, I would say, so I would call myself a mad scientist because I tend to put things together and tend to really kind of push the boundaries in people and push yeah. the boundaries in what you're trying to accomplish in the sense of, your ideas and bringing them to fruition. I love that, man. So um, it's uh, it's something where I've always been an idea, man. It's like people have ideas, but they don't understand how to execute or how to really put a plan in place. So I'm that guy that puts a plan in place and kind of- Brings it all together. Puts it all together. So that's true. That's why they call me the mad scientist because I'm always mixing things up in the lab. Dope, man. Uh, so Philly, school in Philly, entrepreneur, uh, you know, bringing people and ideas together. Uh, and uh, providing a little bit of push for the execution, it sounds like. Uh, why real estate? Uh, I mean, obviously, I know why a little bit because we do real estate. Uh, yeah. You know, I've invested in multifamily, stuff like that. Um, how do you, why real estate as an invest? What's your, what's your philosophy about real estate as an investment vehicle in general? Like why, why should somebody invest in real estate versus, you know, maybe some of the other things you're doing? Like, okay. Why real estate? So I'll start with a little bit more dealing with my background. Uh, my family is heavily invested in real estates for over it's like five decades now. Okay. Um, starting with my grandfather, who was a real estate tycoon in the sense where he owned over 15 multi-unit buildings in New York City. Oh, nice. Um, in the 80s. So just, I think just, um, just where he was, what he was able to accomplish and him having nine children my mother being one of them, uh, being able to kind of give them the wisdom in which they can basically uh, continue uh, the real estate dominance in a sense. 
That's dope, man. So uh, my mother, who is uh, basically his right-hand daughter, in a sense, um, she built an empire basically through his wisdom. And then I recently took over that empire. Nice. So it's uh, it's a family business, and uh, it's been going on for a while. And it's, you know, it, it kind of, I say it just got started because uh, we just expanded to Florida, which yeah. brings you to one of your questions. You were saying, like, what are you doing down here in Miami? Yeah. Um, we're buying some houses. Hey, <laughs> now we know. And a lot of that's them. Well, that's how, that's how Bernie and I met. So, well, look, if you're an yeah. agent watching this, um, you know what to do now. Uh, give this man some deals. Give us some deals too. But right. no, I love that, man. I love that it's in the family. I love that that mission was passed on. I mean, uh, that's core to my being, right? So I don't have any kids yet, but, you know, that's something I would love to do when I think about you know, my purpose in my life is, you know, everything that I've built, obviously we're only here for a blip in time, right? So uh, creating something that will exist after you're gone, um, super, super important. Uh, so uh, don't actually, I don't know, is your, is your grandfather still uh, alive? Still here no, with us? He, okay. No, he's not. Okay. He's not well, um, what he's built is here with, with you, obviously. And yeah. that's awesome, man. So I'd love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we need to know about you? Andrew, what am I missing? I don't know. Bernie and I have done some deals together, man. Yeah. We've done some deals. We, well, enough background stuff then. What do you want to... So he's got... Bernie is... Bernie's... I love Bernie. Yeah. I love Bernie. Bernie and I have done some deals together. Um, We had some really interesting deals that brought us together. Some cool circumstances. Yeah. And um, man, it's just been a fun journey. It's been a super fun journey. We actually have a few... We have two deals in the pipe right now. There's more to come. My man is up here trying to take over Miami. Uh, and he's doing a damn fine job of it from like an Airbnb perspective as an investor. Um, you know, you've just been crushing it. So that's, it's awesome, bro. I tell you what, it's a big, it's uh it's something that you gotta just learn on the go and you really yeah. gotta just surround yourself with good people who are proven, who've done it before. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was new to me just dealing with this market in Airbnb and how lucrative it is down in Miami. But I learned it from uh, shout out to Juju. Uh, I learned it from one of the best who came in here before the hype in 2018 and was killing it. And then he was killing it all the way up until 2021 in which he went on to a different endeavor. But in doing so, he was able to provide me with a lot of knowledge in which I took that on and I applied it. And so two active Airbnbs that are running right now, um, you know, it's, it's a lucrative market. It's, it's, it's unbelievable right now, to be honest with you, especially dealing with COVID and everything from 2020, where there's so many tourism that was going on in Florida. And it just became this hot hub because everything was getting locked down. And, you know, when you're dealing with that kind of demand, prices got to go up. Yeah, yeah, man. Which reminds me, and I did want to circle back. I don't know if y'all wanted to talk about the dating scene in Miami. I think that was our yeah, little precursor to this right. before we got so serious. But we were chatting. I was chatting with Andrew earlier. Uh, interest rates are climbing, right? Um, you know, one point or half a point, one point, whatever, we'll figure out what it is. Um, what I posit and what I think is going to happen in next few months, and people have been saying this for a while now, right? But like, there's going to be some type of pullback, but I think that the mechanisms are actually in place now, certainly with interest rates rise. I mean, when interest rates decrease, property values go up, uh, money gets looser, right? It makes sense. So the inverse should be true. Is that going to crash the market? No, that just means that there should be some, uh, at least the, the rate of appreciation will go down, right? So I want your thoughts on like, what is going to happen in the near term 
you know, Miami market, all these luxury rentals, it's super competitive. In my opinion, people have been buying stuff uh, a little too hot, um, you know, um, and it's a hot market in general though. So was, Miami, I think is, is a unique, unique market. I, I would underpin everything with this unique market for short-term rentals. People always want to come here. Uh, it's not like there's it's seasonality, but I mean, it's always warm. So you don't have that like, you know, well, my, my rental is only good in the summer type of thing. Uh, Cause it's, it's actually better in the winter. Right. Right. So all that being said, it is unique and this might not apply to every other market, but just, your, I just want your thoughts on that in general. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the Miami market's hot right now, but um, I think that it is going to cool down, but I don't think it's going to get cold. Mm. And so I think that's, you know, perfectly given, you know, Miami getting cold. It's been a little chilly lately, but that's right. a different story. Right. <laughs> We're talking about the market or the weather, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's going to cool down a little bit. And I think that, you know, it is, it's a buyer's market right now. And there's a lot of inventory there. There's a mm. lot of options. You know, there's a lot of ways to negotiate deals to bring them down because of there being so many options. And with that, you know, um, it really puts the advantage to the buyers because they have the cash. Yeah. yeah. You know, some people say that it's a seller's market in some things. It's always a buyer's market because if you have the money to buy, you are in control. Yeah, that's the huge. person can sell, the person who wants to sell their property, sometimes they back out of deals, things like that. But at the end of the day, they're looking for you, which is the buyer. Right. So that's usual. I love that perspective shift because there's so many agents right now that are like, it's a seller's market. It's a seller's market. There's no inventory. But when you get into the space as an investor and not someone that's looking to buy a three, four hundred thousand dollar home for as a primary, Mm -hmm. it is almost a buyer's market in a sense where you're coming in cash heavy, whether you're leveraging financing or not, and you're kind of dictating your terms. I've seen both sides of it where I've seen I've seen people just get grossly unreal amounts of money over the asking price because of the market that they're in or because of like the purchase price. But in that craziness, I've seen you come in and you've gotten like 50 K off of a property and the property paid appraised for 50 K over. Or what was was the latest one? What did that appraise for? It was like, so that one was one, I'm a hell of a negotiator. So, (laughs) (laughs) but um, that one was for, we, we closed the deals right around 1.2 million. And, um, about four, about three months later, we had it appraised again. Um, and it appraised about 10% over its purchase price. So it was right around like 1.3, a little above 1.3. Yeah. Nice. And so dealing with that time frame of about, it was like three months. It's for me, it was a little unheard of because I didn't expect that the property value would gain, you know, 10, 12% you know, in three months and how it came out. But um, that's just how the market is right now. You know, prices are rising and, you know, it's just, it's hot. It's hot. It is. Super hot, man. It's hot. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying no, you are. The deals, the deals that I'm throwing on your table. <laughs> Crazy, man. So, well, that's real estate. What do we actually want to talk about? What's the juicy juice? I don't know. So look, let me, let me tell you something. Bernie, what's your, what's your love life like, man? My love life. You're out here starting oh, businesses, oh, buying real estate. You know, a lot of girls just want a man with a house. You got at least four, you know, yeah. like uh, quite a few, you know, Quite so that's covered. 
that that box is checked. I was one at one of them you know? last night that we closed. Yes, yes, you were beautiful, beautiful. Guy's got a pool. He's got a dog. Like wow, he's got it all. So it's safe to say it's uh, the dating game. It's truly a buyer's market for you. It's, <laughs> 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 you know, it, oh. you know, you know what it is. It is a buyer's market, but. I think the hardest thing about dating is right. It's finding the right person, right? One hundred percent. Finding oh, no, someone. Never heard that. No. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's as cliche as it gets, right. but it's like it's finding that right vibe. And so, for me, um, dealing with I think my workload and the responsibilities that I have, it it puts me in a very tough place to open up and really take someone seriously mm. because there's. It's like, I'm not a picky person, but I am a very picky person. Uh, so we're going to get deep real fast. So do you think it's, so, <laughs> do you think it's because you're not able to open up, you can't take them seriously or are you not taking them seriously because you're busy? Like where's the, uh, so the real, the real thing is that it's not about opening up. I'm a very open person when you get to know me and you sure. really, when you uh, spend the time, the big thing is that I think there's a big patience issue where it's like mm. you want something and you want it now and when you want and if you can't have it now then you're upset and then you know you're you're kind of in this limbo where it's like is he interested in me am i interested in him is this a fling is this is this worth pursuing and so it comes into a situation where you got to make a choice yeah and it's like you know you can get your work done and continue you know business as usual you can step um kind of out of that routine and try to go out of your way to try to uh connect with that person mm. but the big thing i think is just the my thing is that i think there's a lot i think each person has multiple soulmates mm. but it's just all about Facts. timing yeah for sure. So it's finding the right timing with that person because you may find Miss Right, but you're so busy or you have to travel or you have to kind of something is just not right. And it's the timing issue. Now, many people have told me, it's like, listen, it's you're never going to find the perfect time. And that's right. So now it comes down to that patience. Right. Because yeah. you come in and you are working crazy hours and you don't have time to give her the attention that she deserves. Yeah, sure. And so where does that put you? That puts you in a confrontation where she feels that you can do more. You feel that you're trying to do more, but doesn't understand the fact that, you know, you have so many things going. Um, but I'll be honest with you guys. I don't expect realistically to settle down until, uh, like, I think my late forties. How old are you now? Yeah. <laughs> late forties. My late forties. That's, uh, that's really ideal. And it's just because dealing with around that workload, question quick. Huh? And what comes in is just like it's just so <laughs> yeah. much. There's just so much that I want to accomplish. Yeah. And you know, I think for me, it's that I want to find that perfect complement. Yeah. That where I don't have to make sacrifices, but we can build together. I think. I mean, that's that's the age old conflict with. I want to say so just entrepreneurship, but anybody who's you know you're, you're doing more than kind of that standard nine to five where your evenings are free. You know, I face the same thing. Uh, the way I like to think about it, I'm curious on your thoughts on this, Andrew, is you need someone who is like, you're going this way, a million miles an hour, right? Um, like you said, you could like make sacrifices for time, like take detours off of your journey to spend time with someone and that time is good, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but ideally you get somebody who's running in the same direction um, and who understands your purpose, you understand her purpose and it's more of a, you know, both pushing each other type of thing. 
uh, obviously you can't just zero to hundred that, right? You got to yeah. like, that has to be built. Like you said, people want something fast, but it's like, you know, we've all felt chemistry. We've all, we all know what extreme lust feels like. We meet 100%. somebody and it's hot and heavy. And then <laughs> once you do real life again, after the first two weeks, you're like, oh shit. Like, this isn't it. I'd love to see you, but uh, I'm like busy. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I'm honestly, just busy, you know? I, so I think that that's why it's so important to like hang around areas where you love doing certain activities. So like, for instance, if you love being in the gym and gym is like a non-negotiable part of your life, then you need to go with the intention that, you know, I may find somebody at the gym as opposed to if I don't really drink and party, but I found some chick because I went out one night randomly. Right. That's probably not going to jive with my values because now this person's going out. God knows how much every week. And I'm not because that's just not me. That was like a one off. Right. But right. I just happened to find this person. So it's like I think finding someone that's in like that has similar hobbies and interests is so huge because what we what we see in like the feminine masculine dynamic is one the other or both can often be like you know what i just i'm in love with this person's potential like I, he could be this right or it's like oh i love this girl because she could be this and i see her for her potential right but the problem is sometimes that what we believe their potential might be is not in alignment with what they believe their potential might be so, huge so it's like <laughs> i you know what i think that this person Absolutely. this guy he could be you know, I've heard girls tell me like, oh, you could be like swole. You could be huge. You could be like, I could see you at the gym and you would just look so good with another 20 pounds on you. Like you, this is just you, you know, like I see that potential. And then I'm like, I don't see that. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I could see it. I could visualize it, you know, but I'm not ready. To, I'm not going to juice up and like put in the work to it's get 20 pounds about. on me. It's yeah. not, I don't care for that. As opposed to like, I'm, my potential is me building my business up and becoming a strong man of character. And like, that's different than what you see in me and vice versa. So I might see this girl and I'm like, oh, she could be a great mother. Like this girl has everything going on. And she's like, that's not even in the cards for me. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I think oftentimes, like instead of dating people for their potential, you need to go actively pursuing someone for their interests. And then somehow those can align. I feel like. I think that, I think you're absolutely right. As far as making sure that you guys have like-minded interests. So I think you're absolutely right dealing with that. You need to have someone with like-minded interests where you guys can, you know, do activities together. I think the, I think a real big thing is that you need to kind of have this, not only like necessarily the chemistry coming in, but you also need to really complement each other. And it, with that compliment, it's like where, you know, maybe someone likes to bike ride and likes to be outside and activities and do things like that. But then the other person really isn't into working out and going outside, but they're more into going to events and maybe doing concerts and things like that. Yeah. So it's like kind of being open to other different things because it's like, all right, well, I like to go out and hike, but I don't really like to do concerts. But like you kind of like meet in the middle. Sure. That's but huge. the big thing I think is just dealing with just like the relationship scene right now is that I just think that there's just so much, there's so much uh, built in uh, intensity in the sexual drive. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is that I feel, especially from a guy's perspective is that they love the chase, right? You see they a do. beautiful woman and you're like, wow, like she's breathtaking. How can I get this girl's number? How can I get in her radar? And when you get there, you get her number, you start talking, going on a few dates, and then, you know, you don't necessarily have the restraint or, or you know, everything, the vibe is right. And then, you know, you guys get intimate. And then once you get intimate, I feel like 
that is when your relationship begins mm. or ends. Okay. So it's not, and a lot of people say like, you know what? Well, uh, I, what I like to say is give up the cookie, right? Yeah. And when that cookie, the box. <laughs> <laughs> when that cookie is eaten, that is when the clock on your relationship starts or the demise of your relationship. And what I mean by that is that I feel that the whole, your whole relationship and chemistry between you, you two basically just changes so dramatically after that, um, that moment when you guys get intimate in a sense. And so when that changes so much, it's like, it's like, is this the same person that like I went on, you know, 10 plus days been seeing for, you know, three, six months that we've been bike riding and doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it like it shifts. And one of the reasons why I feel like it shifts after intimacy is that there's a level of expectations and there's mm. certain that level just gets raised so high where it becomes kind of scareful, scary and daunting because, you know, it's calling every day or texting or FaceTiming or in communication every hour or whatever, whatever that level or that standard that that person puts your relationship or that situation in, then it's like you have to live up to that. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing is to live up to or that. Or let them down. Because you usually, sometimes you let them down, sometimes you let them up. It's like, it's, it's, it's tough. And I think that dealing with our generation is that we are, we are horny animals, you know? Um, yeah. You know, we, well, we have so many options. I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're hornier than the other think, generation. I just, I just think, think we're like with the chase, you're coming yeah. after someone and you like, you want them. And then yeah. once you have them, it's like now your perspective and dynamic shifts because you got the cookie. Well, you got what you're chasing for. The, and I, I agree with you completely. I think the payoff, like you're doing all of this because the payoff is the sex, right? It's, yeah. it's the intercourse. It's that moment of intimacy. So you're doing the dates and I'll speak from our perspective. Like I agree, like we love the chase, right? We love Absolutely. doing all that and showing up and being this character, being this awesome version of ourselves. And like, we love watching the woman, you know, fall in love with us, you know, and like doing that. And I think we get so lost in that. And I think women on the other side also love playing their side of the world, right? They love being courted, right? The courtship is a, is a whole thing. Then the hookup happens, right? And, but everything we've been doing, like you said, is like, I've been chasing the payoff of sex. I haven't been chasing the payoff of, you know, someone who understands my purpose wow. or someone who cares about what I care about. Like that's not the, the, the payoff I'm chasing. I think as we get older, we start to chase those things, but it's after you've already, you know, you've done, you've done the same iteration over and over again. You're like, hold on. Like I feel kind of empty inside, even though I, I was super into this girl hooked up with her. And I know women feel this because they bring it up all the time. It's like, why, why did he suddenly change? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, it's just, it's human nature is what it is. I'm not going to say it's, it's men are bad or women or women are, are, are bad or whatever. I think it's just human nature to a degree. Uh, and when we lean into our primal instincts, instead of some of our more intelligent instincts of like, I know that when I'm lonely, I wish I had companionship, not sex. Right. I know that I want to build this, big, awesome life with someone who understands my purpose and pass that on, you know, not just have sex, but then you meet somebody and it's like, man, I just want to <laughs> get in there, you know? <laughs> so what, so are your, what are your thoughts on, um, on either waiting as a male or on females who make you wait? Honestly, I, I don't have a strong opinion. I've heard, I've heard because I know examples of both. I know people who have been married for, you know, 30 years who 
hooked up, you know, the first night and people been married for 30 years who they waited, you know, based off of some rules she had. I think the real mark of maturity is having a, a true framework that isn't just based off of those simple rules, right? So if a girl, if a girl, if you're dating someone, she's like, oh, I don't hook up till the third date. I just have to make it to the, the third date, <laughs> <laughs> right? But <laughs> if a girl's like, uh, I want to wait until I, under, I know you better and I feel like we truly vibe. And it's like, now I know there's something deeper there. Yeah, uh, maybe there's, some, there's a number, but that makes more sense. It's not an arbitrary threshold that literally any guy could pass. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm if, if it's just an arbitrary threshold of like third date, it's like most people will pass that threshold. Like they, yeah. they'll act well enough for three dates. Wow. So I don't, I don't have a strong opinion. I'm curious what you guys think on that. But for me, if, if anytime a girl told me that, it was like, sure. Honestly, Whatever. because <laughs> of where we live in Miami and like, I mean, look, let's put the beliefs aside because there's like, you know, depending on your religion or lack thereof, you're going to have different opinions on this. Right. Yeah. But let's just put that aside. We live in Miami. We're talking about dating in Miami. A lot of these women are just out here letting it go. Like they'll give it to anybody they, because what's happened, I think a lot of times is they haven't done the inner work where they've either healed from their past or they've understood themselves well enough or understood what they want in someone else that they're usually trying to fill a void mm -hmm. and they're going to do that by just opening up to any guy. Truly. And that filling the void. <laughs> so like, they're just not like, I don't know. There's just so many people that don't even understand or have been exposed to self-development enough. Yeah. And I think that that's oftentimes why these people just like they're, they're hooking up with everyone. And it's not just girls, it's guys too. A lot of guys need to feel that because maybe they don't have the self-esteem to be like, I'm good enough without it. No. So then they end up wondering why they're dating the same people over and over again, or they wonder why they're getting in and out of relationships or they're in these toxic cycles. And they just keep continuing the cycle without breaking it because they're not doing the work to be like, you know what? Maybe I had a fucked up childhood and I should like heal from this shit. Yeah. So I don't attract like one of my parents again and again, or one, one of the other things. Right. And then really getting clear cut on, this is what I want in a man, or this is what I want in a woman. And then going out and pursuing that person. Yeah. I think, I think you have a lot of points here, Drew. I think that you made a lot of sense dealing with um, that, kind of letting loose but i don't think necessarily you want to say that they're trying to fill a void i think that one thing that i've learned dealing with our generation and just people and women is that you know they're becoming and have already been more independent they're understanding what they want and you know just like every other human being they have certain needs and certain wants that they want and so they're going to go after it and they're going to, you know, uh, make those decisions. But I don't think they're going to they're making those decisions in a sense to fill a void or in the case. I think they're just, you know, aggressively, you know, they have an idea what they want and want to get and they just kind of go after that. So I think that like this generation is really shifting where, you know, you have a lot of boss, bad, you know, great independent women That's that true. are taking over, you know, I think, uh, 21 Savage said it best where he was like, you know, women are acting like dudes and dudes are acting like women. That's true. And, you know, uh, Forrest, like you said earlier, you know, you like intimacy, you like the cuddling situation, you like, um, that connectivity. And I've had, you know, several conversations with, you know, uh, you know, women in where they don't need that intimacy mm -hmm. where they're not looking for that. Yeah. 
And so, you know, as a man, you come in and you say you have a great date, you know, you met this great woman, you um, get intimate and you want to, you know, like cuddle and be with them and kind of like be in this lovey-dovey state and they push you away and they're like, no, like you can leave kind of thing. Yeah. And you feel like That's you know, insulted <laughs> or betrayed. You're like, wow. whoa, like, you know, I thought we had this great night. I'm sitting here with you. Like we're laying in bed together. I'm going to get you breakfast. Like right. we're going to spend the whole day, walk on the beach. And they're like, you know, I have things to do. You need to leave. Throws you off your game. Cause it's not the, it's not the it's expected, not, yeah. uh, Outcome, well, I, I think know? a lot of, I think the masculine feminine dynamic is switching in a sense. And yeah. like you said, it already has in a sense. And it's actually scientifically proven. If you look at the um, men's testosterone levels now have dropped to an all time low. Wow. And they are falling every year. Testosterone in men is actually depleting every single year. Yeah. That's why there's so many TRT clinics around and people hopping on test and okay. taking all these drugs and stuff because men are quite literally becoming less of men. Their testosterone levels are falling every year. I think, I mean, that is, that is fact. I've seen that same. And uh, I don't know results. if it's from our food or whatever. It I think is, a, big, a big part of it is diet. I think a big yeah. part of it is diet. But I, the, I think the other thing driving like the whole current dating scene now that I see just based off of like, I watch TikTok probably way too much, but um, people like the commentary that people have is, is very much both sexes have become extremely entitled. Like if, if you talk to anyone, they're like, I deserve this. And this goes back into like what you said, like, I think everybody deserves to be happy. Right. Um, but I also think that you, your life ultimately is a culmination of, of the effort you put in. Like, I think that I have what I deserve, like right now, all the things that I have in my life, right. Regardless of where I started, you know, by the time you're 30 ish, like I am now, you, you know, things start to get in sync. Right. So bring it back in the scope of dating. It's like, if you're feeling like you're not getting what you deserve, it's like, well, maybe you don't qualify. But I see this on I see this on both both sexes of people are just like, you know, they're they're not perfect. And it's like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Like, who are you really? Is the person that you want, if you wrote them down and described them, would they even glance in your direction? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like wow. so that's it's deep. like that's deep. And I wow. see that I'm I see that men and women, I see dudes who are like, you know, I want to grow is a blah 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 blah. It's like, well, she exists, well, but why why would she look at you? Bro? Because um <laughs> If you're dingy, like, no cap. that woman sounds perfect. Competition is going to be fierce. Fierce. <laughs> Why would she choose you? Same thing for women. It's like I want a guy who does this, this, is that. Like, well, I I know him. I met him. He's he's not interested. You know, like. <laughs> so I think like dealing with our generation or just dealing with our time is that you know I think everyone has a prince princess charming kind of like in their head yeah. mm. who it's supposed to be you know brunette blonde hair blue eyes whatever the case may be coming in so when they see that person that comes in and that checks off some of the physical features and then you start to go all right let me see if i can go dig a little deeper get to know her and this that and then you know you realize whatever the case is whether it's a connection or not but I think that like, you know, people have standards of certain things that they see, see themselves being with. Mm. And I think those standards, you know, obviously have risen just because I think that just like our time right now, it's just, it's an amazing time to be an entrepreneur. It's an amazing time to be a go-getter. It's an amazing time to work hard. It's an amazing time to, you know, follow your dreams and like, not as a cliche, but put a plan together and actually execute and take yeah. the risk and go after it because yep. Yep. there's so many ways in which 
you know, people are becoming millions and billionaires. And so with that, you know, just like that knowledge just being spread, you know, it also comes down to thinking about a lover, thinking about someone that you're going to want to spend the rest of your life with or yet, yet alone, just give them the time of day yeah. to speak with them. So then now you have the, all these standards that are coming up and you're just like, well, do they check this box? Do they check this? You get to know them. Oh, he's not as smart enough. Oh, he doesn't make enough. Oh, he's, he's not ambitious enough and this and that. And so it becomes to this stage where people are being, you know, extra picky. They're setting their standards very high. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the end of the day, why waste someone's time? Why try to make it fit when it should just fit? Right. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I agree in, in, entirely. I think my my point, as I put it, and, you know, my mission to everyone out there um, is, you know, raise your external standards, but your internal standards, you know, we got to raise those too. Absolutely. You know, that's a big part. That's all we talk about, self-accountability. Yeah. Um, Becoming the number one version of yourself before you can find that ideal person that you're trying to mm-hmm. be with. And, you know, that raises another question that you touched on a moment ago, which is when you, if you're so busy, because we're both incredibly, we're all three busy, yeah. super busy, because we're chasing goals, we're chasing aspirations, we're chasing the business, we're chasing expansion. And uh, if we're focused so much on becoming our ideal version of ourselves, what happens when that person comes in and we don't give them the time of day? What happens when we yeah. we drop the ball? Like I've had, I, I've gone on dates recently with some women where I'm like, wow, this person is actually amazing. And I'm like, but like, I really have to take the sacrifice of time in order to invest it in this person. And I almost feel like my business is going to suffer as a result of that because it has in the past. Right. So it's like basing my future on past experiences. And I don't want to take that baggage into that, but I'm also so freaking busy that is it really fair to this individual that may not be a hustler to like, if they have so much free time and I don't, that's idle time where they're sitting there waiting for a response or whatever the case is. And they almost think like you're ignoring them. And it's like, no, I'm not ignoring you. Like I'm so freaking busy right now. I've got, you know, all these clients to get back to you, you know, you're looking at properties, you're doing all these various things. And it's like, is that person along for the ride? Are they going to come with me? If not, then am I doing them a disservice? Yeah. I think one of the tough things, like you said, um, is that, you know, are they ready to ride? You know, I think yeah. that's that's something that holds a lot of value in, you know, the relationship hunt that person is that, you know, a lot of people are just, um, you know, they, they, they want to quit easily. They just feel that like, you know, something goes wrong, you know, they just kind of give up on it and they don't, yeah. they don't want to weather the storm or they don't want to go to war with you, go to battle. And it comes into a situation where it's like, you know, are we wasting our time here? Like what's going on? It's like, am I going to, you know, one thing that you said for us is that, you know, women love to be courted, which, I mean, if you're any man who dates any woman or have been in the dating scene, you obviously know you have to court a woman, you know, you should be a gentleman. But um, when you're doing that, it's like pulling yourself to her in the sense or trying to, be that number one person that the person who courts them and this and that, but then you're, you're just investing so much in them. And then are you going to get that in return? Are you going to get that back? Are you, you know, when you're talking about for the first date, um, buying them flowers, buying them gifts, um, taking them out, treating them like the queen that they are. And then once one thing goes sour, one thing doesn't work out the right way, you know, they're slamming the door in your face, you know, they're blocking right. you on Instagram, 
you know yeah um, one night there you know money bag yo said it best you know one night she's cooking you dinner the next night you're blocked on instagram <laughs> <laughs> that's facts man and i think part of that comes down to this general filter like um you got to be careful especially if you're good and i know i know some people out there like um, they get really good at that courting thing, right? So yeah. they almost play themselves. It's like they do. Be, they they start they get the women used to that. Yeah. They, well, they just they take girls out and they feel good. They get the validation of her liking him, yeah. right? Because they're so good at it, and it just leads to your own self destruction because eventually, you know, the the man stops. She feels bad. He gets that negative feedback. Now he feels bad. When in the beginning, you should have just never. You know, jump through all those hoops in the first place. And to your well, point, it's like, you got to, I think it's setting expectations. It's just like in sales and anything else, it's like, you need to paint a realistic picture. So even what, uh, of what, what she should expect from you long-term. So it's like, I'm courting you. This is who I am. This is, this is like, this is who I am. I'm going to do nice things for you. Um, but I'm about to go on a crazy journey, right? And that's the, who I also am is this guy who's going to go out fighting war, going to get beat up. Um, and because you're in proximity to me, you're going to take some of those blows. It's like, are you along with the ride? Because here's the risk reward ratio. Here's what I'm trying to get on the other side of this. If you're along for the journey, you get some of that too. But if not, but I'm not going to stop, you know? And that's, I think that's the thing that people have to yeah, that's huge. put out there is like, yeah. I, I'm Setting doing this. Expectation. You know? Yeah. That's huge. Well, there's two points there. Number one, um, I think in that courting phase and I'm super guilty. I did this in the past, super guilty of it. Um, I would go like above and beyond because I used to be a people pleaser. I'm like a recovered people pleaser. And um, <laughs> and so like I used to go above and beyond. Right. And then I would get this individual used to that and set an expectation on like a whole nother pedestal of what I'm going to do. And then when I'm like when we're finally in the relationship, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to. I don't want to wash the dishes tonight, you know, like and then they're like, but you do that every night. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do that shit. You know? And then yeah. they're like, well, what happens? My, my man used to always do that for me. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't want to do that, that, you know? And so I actually had a woman one time tell me something. She was like, you, you shouldn't have done all of that at the beginning because you actually, it was like, you gave me a gift and then you took it away. Yeah. And then I was just like, damn. I think okay. they call that love bombing. Yeah, that was love bombing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be. But that. <laughs> on, in our defense, woman, looking back in my own life, uh, it's not it's not always on purpose. Like you weren't, no, you weren't intentions. You just were excited to show up for that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's not that you were unexcited or disinterested. It's just like you went back to real life. Real life. Yeah. Right? So that's setting real life. Realistic. So I think that's the importance of being authentic to yourself is being yeah. like, you have to not only be a, like, First of all, you should not be doing things out of nature in order to impress someone. You should never Facts. do that because it's never going to lead anywhere good. So you just got to be straight up. And that's the thing about being honest. I've got a guy that works for me right now. Um, this guy is a Mac daddy ladies, man, pulls <laughs> women like crazy. And he tells women up front, he's like, hey, I'm talking to someone else. Like, this is the vibes. If you're about it, like we could, you know, connect or whatever. And if you're not, then whatever. And he's had girls tell him, I really appreciate your honesty. And for that, like I'm, I'm with it. And, I've, and he's had other girls tell him, like, you know, I respect your honesty, but no, that's not for me. But at least he didn't drag them along and blow something up down the, down the road. Um, the other thing, the other point is, this was the second point, was um, in my mentorship program right now, we were learning that as men, as kings, we have like two sides to us. Mm. We've got the lover king and the warrior king. Yeah. And so the warrior king is the one that you said goes out to battle and they're like, they're chasing their goals and they're going into attack mode all day. And then the lover king is the man that comes home at night to his wife. But what happens too often is 
you don't turn off, you don't learn how to turn the two off and how to switch in between. And you oftentimes go back home with the warrior king to your wife. And that is not a good place to be. <laughs> like starting fights, starting arguments, like being on the defensive, yeah. all these things, taking things personally. And that's like stuff that the warrior king does. And the lover king yeah. is the one that's supposed to be like very loving to his wife and caring and the giver and the courtman and mm -hmm. those things. And, and too often what you, and what you really don't want to happen is you're bringing the warrior home and then you're taking the lover to the streets. Yeah. You don't want the lover out in the streets, you know, you're going to get walked on a little bit. Yeah. You're going to get walked on and uh, it's not going to be good for your business or your marriage. Yeah. That man. Yeah. I think, um, so I think the most successful relationships is it starts with friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the first thing that gets overlooked is being a good friend, right? Being like when you're with someone and you kind of look at the way they treat their friends kind of tells me what kind of person they are. That's huge, man. Wow. And so dealing with that and just understanding how they treat people as well as their friends and how much of a good friend they are, whether they go above and beyond, or they just do what's necessary to help their friend get along and kind of move forward. It's like, that tells me a lot about a person. And it basically helps the relationship when you're able to basically create that friendship because you have that camaraderie and it, it, it puts so much less pressure on the relationship when you're friends. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing. It's like, I don't want to be in the friend zone. I, you know what I mean? I want to go in all in. I'm going to marry this girl. This is my girl. Like she has to be mine. And it comes into that warrior king situation where you're like, you have to conquer. Yeah. But when you be able to basically uh, create a friend or have a friend and you're able to create that relationship and be kind of create that camaraderie there. Now that's something that's stronger than the physical that's stronger than if something goes wrong, you guys have that history where you can go back and say, well, he was there for me for this point. And like, we weren't even looking at each other in that way. Yeah. We're looking at each other as human beings. Wow. And so one thing that I've learned just dealing with my dating history is that my most meaningful relationships were, were friends that turned into relationships. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, my most unsuccessful relationships were, you know, where we basically put too much pressure in the relationship too fast. Yep. It became so lovey-dovey, so fast, hearts, kisses, blow, you know, heart emojis. You're going at it. You're, you're calling each other anytime during the day and just going. And that, I think, just puts so much pressure that it's just like, it's just going to burst. And when it bursts, it's like, oh, you know, one wrong thing, one wrong move, one wrong night. And it's like, I don't want to talk to this guy ever again. Right. And it's like, how do you get to that point where, you know, you guys are sharing a bed, you guys are, you know, spending so much time together. You know, you guys are saying like, you know, I care about you so much. You may be not dropping the L word, but you're like saying, I care about you so much. I can't live without you. I, I think about you so much. And then all of a sudden a mistake goes on and then boom, it's like, don't ever talk to me again. Yeah. It's like, whatever happened to, you know, everything that we were trying to build together and coming in. And that comes down to what we said earlier, dealing with like your ride or die. And I think your ride or die comes from when you're able to build that friendship. That's facts, man. Dang, that was I agree deep. with all that. That was fire, Bernie. I agree with all that, man. Okay. Yeah. That's why they call him the love doctor. That might be, yeah. That's why they call him the love doctor. Ladies, if you're out there, I haven't looked at our analytics. Do we have a demographic breakdown? Dr. I haven't love. looked at it. Well, assuming there's at least... A few female 
uh, slash woman listeners, Bernie <laughs> is the love doctor. Um, that's all I got. I don't know if any any other closing thoughts, Andrew. I do want to say, Bernie, thank you for joining, man. Yeah, we appreciate no, it. Um, thank you for having me. You got, any, yeah, man. got any closing thoughts? Anything you want to leave the people with? You know, I'll leave you with a few things, right? Um, I think that you have to, one, dealing with who you're trying to attract, you have to understand what you're putting out in this world. The energy that you're putting out is what you're going to attract. Yeah. And some things that are so tough and like to get out of your way is like, there's nothing wrong with having expectations and standards, but I think that you just have to, I wouldn't say compromise them, but I think you just have to just look beyond whatever it's the physical, of, oh, what does he drive or what does he wear or what kind of swag he has this and that, because in a sense, that could just mean you caught him on an off day. But maybe if he has multiple off days, that's a different story. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you have to just look beyond this materialistic world that basically Instagram and everyone puts in front of you that, you know, you need to drive, you know, a Ferrari or a Porsche or whatever the case may be. And to be impressing people that don't really care about you. Yeah, you know, and I think one thing is that, you know, you do see a lot of good people, good relationships that go sour because, you know, they think it's greener on the other side because someone dangles a shiny little carrot or something of that nature. And it's just like, oh, well, he has this. He doesn't have that, you know, but um, I think you got to look a little bit deeper into that and you got to understand, you know, what you're really looking out, what you're really looking for in a relationship. Because a lot of times, and a lot of people are very confused and they don't really know what they want. And especially dealing with me and my conversations with a lot of women, you know, I was raised by some very strong black women where they, you know, taught me so many values of just understanding how to be a man, how to step up, how to treat a woman. And so when you have those values in you, it's like now when you're finding that counterpart, you know, you do have a high standard of how they should hold themselves, mm -hmm. you know, the sense of class or the sense of restraint um, or the sense of knowledge, the sense of thirst of, of knowledge. And, and um, uh, I'm trying to think, of, I like lost my words on this one. But at the end of the day is that you got to understand what you're attracting. Yeah. Don't get... Don't get confused and don't get mesmerized by these these shiny objects that come in because just as quickly they come in, they leave. And the real wow. ones stay. Yeah, man. And it's, uh, you, you gave me some more closing thoughts. Uh, one, we've all gone through the effort of making sure that the lighting is right, getting our best side and taking a photo and putting it on social media. Yeah. But everybody thinks it's real. Like yeah. for some reason, it's so cliche to say like social media isn't real. Um, this isn't real. You know, we've got cameras, we've got the lighting. Uh, we hope that the quality is great because there's a message and an impact that we want to leave on you. But you have to understand that at the end of this episode, I'm going to turn this light off. The regular yellow lights are going to go on and I'm going to look regular. And if you've seen me in real life, you know, I don't look this shiny all the time. <laughs> um, but that's OK, right? It's, it's about putting your best foot forward, but also understanding like, yeah, just like Bernie said, you know, if you're measuring a real person up to the qualities and checkboxes of, you know, the manufactured reality that is on your mm -hmm. screen when you're scrolling, no one will ever meet that criteria ever. Um, but we all, I think everybody's susceptible to that. And you have to make that conscious switch of like realizing, like, oh, this is this real person. Um, the other thought that I had, uh, I forgot entirely. So, 
That's all good, man. Yeah, I think this was a great episode. Um, I think for closing thoughts, um, man, the the key takeaway should definitely be whatever you're putting out is what you're going to attract. Um, are you putting out an authentic version of yourself that you want other people to see for the real you? Not the Instagram you, not the classy, flashy, elegant version of the gram, um, but really the person that is your heart. Because at the end of the day, the person that you're dating the court stage might be that that inauthentic like screenplay, right? But then when they get to know the soul, mm-hmm. is that a connection? Because once you have sex, like you said, intimacy creates a soul tie. Are you tying yourself with the individual that you want to be with? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a huge thought. Um, you know, I really appreciate you bringing that to light. Um, I think that that's just like a core law of the universe is just like so without, so within um, what you're putting out, you're going to attract. And um, yeah, I think that's a huge thought, bro. No, thank you for having me. This has been an amazing experience. Absolutely, bro. uh, I'm excited, man. Hopefully we'll do some more things together and uh, show some more perspectives and views on just life. You know, this is, it's a crazy world that we live in and there's so many different turns and ups and downs. And one thing that really stays consistent is the more knowledge, you know, you know, the more information you learn, you know, the better off you are. So absolutely. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. All right, bro. Hey, we, before this. we let you go, man, where can people find you on Instagram? So my tag is uh, Life of BC. Um, so you can definitely find me there, and you can find me on a few other pages too. Uh, but you can start with Life of BC. Life of BC. So this is my man Bernie. Man, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Uh, we look forward to having you back, and um, I'm just yeah. Oh, and also, if you have not done so yet, please like and subscribe to our channel. We definitely would love to have you be a part of this family, this experience. If you have any ideas for content or topics that you want to hear us speak on, please put them in the comments. Shoot us a DM. You can find me at Drew's The Move. You can find Forrest at Forrest The Investor. And you can find Bernie at Life of BC. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.